course, your home for all the Thunder God information you could possibly want. I'm Nathan, your stormiest host. I'm Andy, your bundle of energy host. And I'm Pat, your teenage mutant ninja host. <laughs> nice. Hey, guys. Well, uh, welcome back, guys. We haven't actually recorded a live episode in a while. I know. It feels good How's to be back. Doing? Yeah. Yeah. Back in the saddle. Yeah. yeah everything's, so uh, that's pretty yeah. much it. Talk to you guys next week. Good, good episode, guys. <laughs> All right, good ep. This is this is a mini ep. <laughs> How was everybody's week? Everybody have a good week. I feel like it's we're living through Groundhog Day, right? Like it just feels like I have the same day over and over and over again. I've been doing a lot of editing for us, and that's been good. Um, I think the the brightest point uh, in my day recently has been uh, Sarah and I have been spending a lot of time in our garden. Which makes me feel like an adult <laughs> where we, she's, uh, her and her whole family have always been into flowers and gardening and stuff like that. And, um, we have, I am ha- like, I'm happy to say, and I don't think I'm bragging or incorrect. We have the nicest garden on our street. We have the nicest landscaping on our street. Nice. Well, I'm sure it helps you to get outside, get some fresh air, some sunlight, not be in the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I mean, we literally have a Sarah went out earlier and uh, clipped some flowers, and so we have like a bouquet on our dining room table of our own stuff that we've grown, which is like just a really nice feeling. Yeah, that's dope. That's awesome. Uh, <clears throat> I've been trying to, you know. Uh, I, I've been getting outside. I, I go. I run four or five times a week, which is exhausting. But great for you. I also work. Work five days a week, which is exhausting. How's that been going? Do, it's been going well. It, are you enjoy? Have you and your desk mate like become fast friends yet? No, I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but as I. Am starting to learn a little bit more of the culture there, you know. I I know who who to fuck with and who not to fuck with. Like in the <laughs> sense of like these people are assholes. Those people will help you out when you need it. <laughs> um, so, as, how how's the mask wearing been going there? Everybody wearing their masks. So I actually was, uh, yeah. Um, so I typically wear. I like the masks that tie okay. rather than the ones that loop around the ears. They just, those ones don't, just don't fit my face right for some reason. They're not the worst, but they're just not great. Well, and you can, you can get a better fit with the, with the tie ones. The ones on your ear, yeah. like you can strain your ears, like you can just get sick of wearing it after a while. My, exactly. my mom, so my, my sister-in-law is a nurse. And needed a bunch of masks. Mm. And my mom is a very prolific uh, sewing person. Sewstress? Seems person? Seamstress? Seam... Sure. But um, she makes these things called ear savers, which basically it's just a strip of fabric with a button on either side. So when you go to uh, pull back the things you would normally put on your ears, you wrap them around the buttons in the back of your head... And it turns any mask into that sort of tie around the back of your head sort of mask. They're fantastic. <clears throat> nice. 
Well, all of the the tie masks that we have in our house happen to be floral. They have they are flowery. They have flowers on them. Nice. And I first of all, I kind of like that because I like flowers. But um, so it works out anyway because those are the masks that are more comfortable anyway. And I, I wear them to work, uh, and uh, maybe once or twice a week, some somebody will make a joke about my flower masks. So like, oh, uh, one guy said, oh, I'll take you seriously when you don't have flowers on your mask. I was like, why? I like flowers. Flowers are lovely. Well, this goes right. back to the mantra that I was telling you before. And he was like, it was great because his response is like, yeah, flowers are lovely. <laughs> <laughs> we just moved on. It was great. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, what, oh, your mantra. Yeah, well, you know, I like what I like, and I'm not going to let anybody... I'm not going to let myself... I'm not going to do something that I'm not comfortable with for someone else's sake. Right. I'm going to do something that I'm not comfortable with for my own sake. <laughs> All right. There's plenty of stuff that I'm not comfortable with. And I'll do that for my own sake, damn it. Well, like, I guess, no, I don't mean that in terms of wearing a mask, because that's a little bit different. That we're, I'm, I'm wearing that for everyone else from a very practical, pragmatic standpoint. But I mean that in the sense of, like, I run to lose weight because I want to, not because I feel like I have right. to. But at the same time... Pat was saying to me earlier, like, don't care what people think. Why do you care what people think about you? And I, I don't know. I do. I, I care what people think about me. Right. So um, so this is my life advice. Probably to an unhealthy amount. Th- this yeah, is my Pat, life advice. Your, what's your mantra? Exactly. Um, so whenever you find yourself in a situation where you find yourself worrying over what other people think of you, whenever you feel like you're being judged or you feel like other people's eyes are on you or you're feeling anxious about being in public or or what anyone else is thinking about you, you just repeat this mantra in your head over and over again. And this has helped me out incredibly with my life. So over and over again, in your head, you're going to say, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck what people think. I don't give a about anything that other people think about me. I've never given a f- I was born not giving a f- I've never given a f- And that's worked really well for me. <laughs> I, I love that mantra, and I say something similar to myself pretty often, and in no way, shape, or form do I believe it. I care deeply what other people think about me, but I like to think I'm the guy who doesn't give a sh** about what other people think of me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I... I know that I am putting way too much importance on what other people think, but but you know what? That's not entirely true because I the 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 important question in my mind is is this a person whose opinion I value? Mm-hmm. Like I don't give a fuck what mechanic John thinks Ooh. about my flower mask. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I give a fuck about what my Father might think about my new career path. Mm-hmm. Sure, because I value what he, what his opinion. I'd also like to say, uh, more. 
Thanks for listening to the podcast, Mechanic John. Uh, welcome. <laughs> yeah, there goes our there goes our mechanic demographic. <laughs> Uh, God, but I keep losing those demographics. We, we've already crossed out everyone. Everyone named uh, Gary. all Trump voters. Yeah, we're just knocking people off. But that's the, list. the thing. Like, I even care. I do think there's. That's right. I don't. We don't need people named Gary. <laughs> uh, mm, Gary, Gary, if you're listening, I'm. I'm sorry <laughs> about these two. I think you're great. I don't even remember how that thing started. To be completely, I have to go back and and re-listen. In to, fact, uh, Gary, you're you're looking good. Have you been working out? I mean, yeah, you know. <laughs> For for yourself, not for yeah. us. Don't don't listen to the haters, Gear Bear. You're you're still my favorite. <laughs> is is that a new shirt? I, I like it. It's good look, Gary. Gary. Um, we set up Gary when we talked about him as a running gag, and then haven't mentioned him in like fourteen episodes. So well, we've we've had some other things going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. How about you guys? How's your week been? Well, so um, my week's been pretty uneventful, but. My my Minecraft week has been pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just being inside, I, I play a ton of video games. I spend a lot of my life uh, just doing indoor activities now. But it's not that different from before quarantine. I have an excuse to order more food to my home and not go out. Yeah, look at me. I'm being safe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's like, look at what a good citizen I am. Uh, indoors, ordering in food, playing video games, contributing nothing to society, <laughs> except saving lives. So you stick that in your pipe and smoke it. I um, Maybe maybe a good episode topic one day is virtue signaling. <laughs> 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 I'm a good person. I play video games. Yeah. Uh, save lives. Yeah, Pat and I are on the same Minecraft server, and <laughs> we've been running around, I guess, individually looking for... We just we were late to the party and got the Nether update, so we've been running around looking for Netherite. It just strikes me as funny how, how radically different our building styles are. So, like, I have just, like, box cube-looking, uh, like, office building forts... Mm-hmm. And well, to describe, to succinctly describe your your tower, so you have a tower that like I, I have to assume took like three hundred hours or something to build, and Some, it's just like that. It's picturesque. It's beautiful. I'm extremely jealous. And and you integrated like a bunch of different building materials. Like there's a spiral. Um, you have like self-lighting blocks instead of torches which i don't even know how that works <laughs> i'll i'll throw a i'll throw a screenshot in the doobly-doo of my tower and of your like but like you have this immense wall around your build which is awesome but you haven't <laughs> lit up all the spots inside of the wall so it doesn't actually do anything which i very much like to uh um, that's that's because it. i need i need zombies for the lava moat Yep. But anyway. Yeah, anyway, we've been enjoying Minecraft lately. Um, yeah, it's been a lot when of fun. I don't it's it's the thing I do when I'm not editing our podcast. And this has been talking about ridiculously nerdy stuff for too long. So, but we had an extremely <laughs> fun topic that we were going to do today. Today we wanted to do a news catch-up for June 
Lightning round. We're bringing back the lightning round, which is very exciting to me. We have, yeah, we haven't done like, we haven't done like current topics in a while. Like all our episodes have been like old stuff that we've like brought back. So we thought we'd go ahead and talk about some more recent stuff that we actually r- release uh, recently. Like in a in a, I think that's a little bit uh, um <laughs> of a misnomer. It's not that we haven't paid any, any attention to current events. It's that we've paid all of our attention to one current right. event. And meanwhile, throughout the month of June, a whole ton of other stuff has happened. So I'm going to I'm going to officiate. <laughs> We're going to keep to 7 minutes, let's say, per okay. topic. And um mm-hmm. we'll do a round robin uh, you know, one topic, one topic, one topic. Let's do Let's do Age Before Hot Beauty topic. for starting. Mm-hmm. So if you're ready, Nathan, we can start with you. Aww. All right. Uh, well, I'm going to go I, ahead. I would say Age, age and, and Beauty. beauty. That, that is more accurate. Um, <laughs> there you go. So I, I had... And the I'm only I'm only bringing one Trump topic uh, to the table this week. But uh, in my opinion, he has now done the worst thing he's ever done. Um, and he's a traitor. And so let's go ahead and talk about that, shall we? All right, we're on the clock. So what what does that mean that he's a traitor? He's a traitor in that we have found out, so depending on the source, anywhere from early 2019 up until March of 2020, Trump found out that Russia was paying bounties to the Taliban to kill U.S. soldiers. So basically, Russia has been paying to assassinate U.S. soldiers. Trump finds out about it. John Bolton has said he let him know early in 2019. I don't necessarily see John Bolton as being the most trustworthy guy in the world, but I don't know why he would lie about this either. We also have incredibly good um, uh, knowledge showing that he was told about this in... March of 2020, and also given several different options by the intelligence community on how to react to it. And his choice was to not react to it at all. Uh, we know... Oh, no, no. Don't be so generous. <laughs> well, You want to elaborate on me, that, Andy? Well, give me a second. Let me lay this out first. and then Okay, okay, go ahead. Um, so, from what I understand, uh, Trump... Let's say it was March. Trump is given this information, is given a number of different ways to react to this, uh, from military reaction to uh, uh, different sanctions against the Kremlin, all kinds of different stuff that he could have done, and he chooses to do nothing, Uh, at least nothing against Russia. Um, In May of 2020... He calls Putin his best friend, or he might have used the phrase very good friend. Uh, An article came out today uh, saying that he pushed for intelligence to go to the Kremlin and not other U.S. intelligence agencies. I think the other important thing, because the White House has been saying that the different intelligence agencies didn't agree on whether this intelligence was viable or not, I will say that's horseshit. Because all the different intelligence agencies got together in March and 
talked about this. I, it might have actually, actually been late February. They got together, which is not something that happens often, to discuss this issue. They also notified NATO and they notified the UK that this was an issue that they needed to deal with as well. But the White House is saying the president was never notified. And I am saying horse So so the fatal the fatal thing that you're you're saying is traitorous is not acting on the danger to American soldiers' lives. Correct. There are several soldiers that have now been killed since March, assuming that's the earliest that he found out, which I think is highly unlikely, that would potentially be alive now had he taken action. Yeah, I think what makes it traitorous and, and like, egregiously traitorous is that after finding this out that Russia offered and paid bounties for American lives, his actions after that have been to bring Russia closer to rejoining the G8 and reaching out an olive branch and offering Russia rewards. As far as I'm concerned, Trump has rewarded Russia for paying bounties for American lives. Well, and let's just be clear that several times he's believed Putin over his own intelligence agencies. Over and yep. over and over again he's done this. So it's not surprising. So but it is wait, treason. We aren't, we aren't uh, flush with a bunch of time. We're, we're a little limited on time. But what, what do you think should have been done... Um, in reaction to this information, like you mentioned real quick, you mentioned sanctions against the Kremlin. Oh, I, I don't know because we're not privy to all of the different options. Mm -hmm. I would have, I would thought anything, call, call them out. So generally the way that this usually works in, in, in an international grievance is you would appeal to a larger body, NATO presumably, and say, Russia did this, here's the evidence, here's what we're going to do to Russia, and usually it's some set of economic tariffs or sanctions where uh, no, no, no NATO countries will buy certain goods from Russia, like oil from Russia or something. Right. And, and then NATO says, oh, okay, those are an appropriate response Proceed. Yeah, I mean, would would the answer be to throw up Russian bounties for for some <laughs> no. other force? As much as we may kind of want that, no, that is not something that would happen in internet in global uh, politics. I'm nowadays. also wondering, like, how how good is this evidence? Like, is this a like smoking gun? Is this like a, a wire from the Kremlin saying like we're we're offering out these bounties? It's it's a one minute warning, by the way. Also. Oh yeah, we. Kind of it, yeah, I don't know how confidential that is. I think from from everything I've seen, this thing is proven six ways from Sunday. It's been proven mm -hmm. by the. From what I understand, the little bit of room that they have to wiggle with. Um, there have been arguments seconds, from different. A, there have been arguments from different mm -hmm. agencies that have said this piece of information is more important or this in piece of information is maybe a little bit wiggly and is not as firm as the other ones. But 
As far as I know, none of the yeah. intelligence agencies say it's not true. It's not very clear yet how far up the chain of command in Rus- in the Russian military it goes, whether this is coming from Putin or maybe originating somewhere in the middle. Time. All right, I think uh, that takes it to you, Pat, yeah, so, in order of age. So um, one of the big news stories that's come out, um, Ghislaine Maxwell has been arrested Ugh. and... Um, Hopefully we're going to start getting some names coming out. Um, we have 1,500 names in Epstein's black book, um, of course, including uh, Donald Trump and Bill Clinton. Um, but let's talk about Ghislaine Maxwell. So she was arrested at this, uh, like, palatial, uh, I think, 156-acre a multi-million dollar estate in New Hampshire, I believe, and the FBI finally tracked her down. Um, So very concerned over any possible suicides or assassination attempts. Um, We're talking about, you know, this international conspiracy of extremely powerful elite people there's absolutely no reason to believe that these people don't have a vested interest in silencing Ghislaine Maxwell's voice. And part of the news is that she is very possibly going to be kept in the same facility in which Epstein was allowed to commit suicide. Now, fortunately, the two guards that were supposed to be watching Epstein now are facing federal indictments but at the same time that's a little bit you know too little too late you know why couldn't we have prevented a suicide rather than after the fact punish people that right. you know may or may not have had very much to do with it well i mean because it wasn't a suicide <laughs> if you could so if we could just step back i don't want to eat up too much of your seven minutes but uh I didn't realize why this is such a big deal until I heard a little bit about what Ghislaine Maxwell actually did. Can we go over that real quick? Yeah, so she was a fixer, like, essentially a pimp for Epstein. What she would do is she would go and recruit young girls for Epstein, um, for massages, for photo shoots, and uh, girls would also then, like it turned into a pyramid scheme, right? So so the girls that were recruited by Maxwell were then encouraged to bring friends, rewarded for bringing friends to Epstein's manor. Um, you know, they might be slipped a couple hundred extra dollars for bringing a friend the next time that they came. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, and, and there are allegations that Ghislaine... Um, you know, participated in this abuse as well. So, and when we're talking about girls, we're talking about as young as I think fourteen years yeah, old. Yeah, young underage girls. Um, so, solicitation for prostitution. Uh, I think some of the charges against her are like involved with uh, tra- traveling a minor with intent uh, for sex yeah. trafficking. So, very serious charges. And um, yeah, I just like. Like, pedophile and child rapist and human trafficker, Ghislaine Maxwell. I think it should be in every headline. 
Right. So, um, so it's a big deal, and um, my my main concern, like I said before, is um, I mean, I want to start seeing names named. Um, the FBI has put out a statement that um, it's Prince Andrew. Um, that they would love to bring in Prince Andrew and get his statement. Mm-hmm. There are allegations mm-hmm. against him that he, uh, you know, there are victims that claim that he specifically was the one that they were trafficked to and abused by him. Um, so if those victims are credible, which we have no reason to believe that they wouldn't be at this point, you know, it looks like very serious allegations against Prince Andrew. Um, I don't know what the situation is with uh, expediting royalty to the U.S. for charges, um, but it's very serious charges and allegations being made. And I wonder who has not come onto our radar yet who could be named by Maxwell. So, Right. Um, One unfortunate thing is I was reading an article saying that a federal judge ordered that a lot of documentation, thousands and thousands of documents that she had were to be destroyed because they had been collected illegally. Because they didn't meet the criteria for evidence. That is very suspicious to me. I mean, that seems horrible that you would even think about destroying all that kind of evidence. Um, I mean, there are cases where you might not be able to bring evidence to bear in a court, because they were obtained illegally, um, I don't think I've ever heard of evidence being proactively destroyed. Well, and this is one of those things where I think there's value in the court of public opinion. Right. Not all the time. Right. But even if the, like, I hope O.J. Simpson uh, is having just the worst life because he's a murderer and we know he's a murderer, but he got off. Well, O.J. S- you know, like Simpson's think... on Twitter again. I don't want to eat up too much time of the Ghislaine Maxwell story talking about. I know OJ. he was. I know he was like live tweeting the Democratic debates before the world imploded. But like, uh, I really want to impress that like when we stumbled across this Epstein thing, we found an international organization for elite. Sex trafficking yeah. for for child sex trafficking. Yeah, children. So I mean, the the yeah. horror. I, I think like it, people haven't really realized the the framework that we have we have uncovered. We've uncovered a single pawn in what could be a huge international organization, and that's only fifty seconds left. But I don't know if anyone else wanted to get a statement in. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think, I think it's really fortunate that we that I'm I'm afraid about <laughs> your your burning time here. What's gonna happen if she gets suicide? Yeah, I mean that's gonna be really unfortunate. Let's let's hope that. Like, what's going to happen? Are we going to find out who suicides her if she gets Let's suicided? Hope... Are we going to... Is the FBI going to do that I just, I just hope that we are uh, protecting her well enough this time that we don't have another incident that yeah. comes out the same way. And that's time. Right. So. And that is cool. time. All right. Well, so we are on Andy. What did you want to talk about today, Andy? The baby of the gang. Oh... My gosh. 
So much. Um, I'm gonna go with... Yeah, we were supposed to all have, like, four topics, and Andy has, like, we're, we're all sharing like eight, one Google Doc, seven, and he has, like, eight of them. A whole bunch. <laughs> seven. Seven, and that was me just cherry-picking, like, the ones that just couldn't not Well, so mentioned. the timer starts all right, after I'm gonna... you finish your headline, so if you want to vamp for time, you can read the headline slowly. All right. All right. I'll roll, so here I'll we roll go. One of yours into one of mine. I just added it down here. Okay, I'll take a look at that in a minute. But for right now, I'm gonna go for the big one here. Um, and so, <laughs> Domino's Pizza stuffed crust pizza. Is that your big one? What? The stuffed crust pizza. No. What? No. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I am ready. Yeah. The 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 timer starts after. You finished reading your headline. Oh, right. Okay. Cool. So, um, this topic is... uh, The headline is, The major Supreme Court cases this term and what the public thinks. See, the Supreme Court has put through... uh, Well, June is always a big month for the Supreme Court, and they had a a lot of their big cases. And um, I'm just going to go through a list of these really quickly, um, and and then we can pick... All right, well, I'm starting your timer now. Um. Okay, so the court decided by a vote of seven to two um, in a contraception case. Uh, the court ruled that the Trump administration can allow employers to deny contraception coverage to female workers on religious or moral grounds. Thoughts? Well, boner pills are allowed and required, uh-huh. so mm. that seems real bad. I worry a lot about the flexibility of the term moral. Yeah, so, I mean, on the one hand, you have separation of church and state. Um, If the state is telling a church organization with employees that you have to give people contraceptives, I mean, it's it's a little bit thorny, but uh, on the same on the same side, like, you know, you you really I don't see a problem with that, Um, like forcing a company to give out contraceptives. I would encourage that it's like the current year you know it's like it's 2020 like are we really going to get tied up over something like this right right and your and your morality does not like shouldn't play into your workers health this is the problem with the supreme court getting overtaken with uh you know trump picks so we have wow. essentially like well, a so, five, all right, four. And next one. Well, no, but it's it's funny that you should mention bit, separation of church yeah. and state. The next one is um, a, a decision seven to two um, for uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe School versus Morrissey Beru. Uh, this the court ruled uh, that employment discrimination laws do not apply to teachers at religious schools. So, meaning, um, em- uh, so employment discrimination laws protecting uh, minority views do not apply to teachers at religious schools. Religious s- schools can fire teachers who don't want to teach what they want. Right. I so, so are these is that right? Are these are these religious Am schools I- accepting federal aid? Are these religious schools like publicly funded in any way? I think that's an important question, mm. and I think that comes up in another Supreme De- Court decision that came up recently. Yeah, but uh, um, yeah, I mean, if they're if they're not receiving any that. public aid, 
um, then then we're talking about you know those federal employment laws that uh, you know, generally govern employment. We're not talking about like fud- right. fu- uh, mm-hmm. publicly funded schools. Ugh, tripped on my words. Fun, the fun right. thing is they definitely did take uh, PPP small business loans though. Ooh, but that's not Ooh. the topic that yep. Andy's talking no. about. All right. So uh, next one. This is a, this was an interesting one. A unanimous decision that the that states can um, can penalize an, a, a faithless elector if an, a, a faithless elector is someone who uh, in the electoral college who goes against who they have been pledged to vote. Right. So if that elector does that, breaks that pledge. The Supreme Court says it's okay for states to not allow that to happen. Yeah, so in the Electoral College, if the majority of people vote for X person, what that means is you're actually giving your delegate from your state, from your area, it's their job to go to the Democratic National Convention or the Uh Republican National Convention or whatever it is and vote for the person that your area voted to elect. Yeah, no, not the conventions to the well, maybe those two, uh, but to the 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 actual election, right. the general right. election. I don't know that historically that this has ever been a problem. Andy, can you think of a case where an elector has gone against the wishes of their? Uh, yeah, twice. When when has that happened? Twice in the sixties and seventies. Um, one elector. To, uh, voted for the Libertarian candidate instead of Nixon, and the year after someone else did it, and I don't remember the circumstances. So I don't really just have. Tell a... me, and I'll just tell me, and I'll throw it in a doobly doo. Or I'll yeah, give you. A I know we're trying to move through these. I don't really have a problem with the Supreme Court decision. If anything, it's a move from like a republic into like a little bit closer to direct democracy. I think any time that you're promoting democracy and and the power of the people to actually affect um, legislation, you're breaking down a wall that's you know uh, meant to keep the people's voice out. Um, I think that's generally a good thing. I don't I don't see a huge problem with this. Well, yeah. and if it was unanimous, I, then I feel like yeah. I'm good. Yeah, I feel that makes me feel better about it. I, I still kind of don't love that, but um, mainly because I don't really care what tinkering you do with the electoral college. I want to see the entire election structure. Sure. Okay, that's good. But uh, we're at up. a minute and a half, so it's yeah. All right, we got a bunch more. I know to it's get been a while here. since we so, uh, used this uh, catchphrase, but we should really do an episode on that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Five to four um, on a church and state decision, Espinosa v. Montana Department of Revenue. In this, the court, the conservative judges ruled uh, that states may not exclude religious schools from programs that provide scholarships to students attending private schools. Um, so scholarships for students attending private schools can include religious I don't, schools. I don't love public funding going to religious schools in any capacity. Agreed. Agreed. 
Okay, five to four on abortion. Uh, the court ruled, and this is a really interesting one, a Louisiana law violated the Constitution by requiring doctors to be have admitting privileges. What's interesting about this one is it's almost identical to a ruling for a, an identical Texas law just a couple of years ago in which uh, the court struck it down and Je- Chief Justice Roberts voted uh, in dissent on that. But in this case, he voted in the with the liberal block to 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 strike to keep this law down because of the precedent set on the vote that he what, voted. What are against. the admitting privileges? So, what what does that mean? <laughs> uh, it's it's a certain doctor status, but they ha- having admitting privileges. I think has to do with like them being allowed to just sort of show up and and schedule patients at that facility and stuff like also, that. Also, it's just it's so, just horseshit to stop. Abortions for being able yeah, to it's just a way to make it harder for people to get abortions because then those hospitals can deny admitting privileges to any doctors who perform abortions. Oh, okay, yeah, I hadn't really followed until that lessons. Yeah, um, okay, five to four on independent agencies. I'm really, I really, I'm gonna want to revisit this one seconds. later. Um, Sila Law LLC versus the CFPB. The court ruled that the president has the power to fire the director of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, which is one of the most influential and powerful economic bureaus in the um, government structure, and it's one of the most independent bureaus. And now the president can fire. Well, I'm sorry, I lost track. I actually gave you eight minutes, but we are way over on time. I I will say, okay. I, and I oh, you there's know, so many more. Well, to the the one that I I absolutely need to to fit in is that uh, transgendered people are now protected mm-hmm. under workers' rights, and not only that, but Neil Gorsuch was the one that led. So the guy yeah. that Trump elected, like put on the court, was the one that led this push to make it happen. Yes, another one that has to get mentioned is the immigration one to. Um, that Trump couldn't, uh, they blocked Trump from shutting down DACA. Yeah, they've done a lot of shitty stuff too, but um, we can move on. Well, to you guys, thing. you guys are just flagrantly yeah. ignoring the rules at this point. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, but there were there's it, this is the thing is it's such a big month. All right, I'm done. <laughs> no, that's good. If Let's somebody else wants to not. bring back uh, Supreme Court rulings, I guess we could we could hop right. back into it. Yeah, the man. All right, I think that's back to me then. Um, the topic I would like to talk about next, which I'm sort of framing it in a crappy way because what I want to do is I want to talk about cancel culture. Uh, and I say I'm framing it in a crappy way because cul- cancel culture is f-ing nothing. Like, because people who get canceled are people who don't want there to be consequences for their racism. All right, and seven minutes on the clock, we're going. Let's do it. So here's what I want to talk about is <clears throat> there's a couple of things and a few things have happened and how I don't want us to get distracted because none of these things, no one asked for them and none of them are the big systemic changes that we need for people to stop marching in the streets. So what I want to talk about is, and here's the one I'm going to steal from you, Andy, uh, NASCAR banning the Confederate flag. Sure. I mean, that's fine. It doesn't do right. anything, but, I mean, the, you should have done oh, it. Uh, <laughs> you should have done it decades ago, right. but whatever. It's not a bad thing you did it. It's good, I guess. 
Um, Roger Goodell say, apologizing and saying, oh, we were wrong to not have listened. Fine. True. No, but uh, like all that is, is so Roger Goodell of the NFL saying that because of uh, like basically blackballing Colin Kaepernick from uh, from the NFL. Is this the kneeling issue? Kneeling during the national anthem? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but the problem is the only reason he's saying it is he's found out that being racist is no longer profitable. So he's decided to switch his tune which I don't give a shit. like that's it's fine it's not bad I guess it's good there are a number of shows that I enjoy um, who have decided as best practice that they're going to remove episodes involving blackface uh, I know for example The Office has removed an episode Thirty Rock has removed a few episodes and once you see the context of those maybe you like them and maybe you don't I think it's probably it's good. It's fine that they're doing it. I prefer adding context to stuff like that instead of taking it away. You you see this in like the old Looney Tunes co- uh, cartoons, or a current example is HBO taking Gone with the Wind out of its library just long enough for them to add context before the movie and then putting it right back up. I like for mm-hmm. me taking down statues. I think that's fine. What I would like to see, ideally, is I would like to see those statues move to a statue garden somewhere with context added. Like, this son of a was a son of a who owned a bunch of people and was a traitor against the country that you live in and was also part of a Confederate movement that lasted for, like, four years. Like, it took most of you longer than that to graduate college. So... Maybe don't like idolize him so much, shall we? Um, so, so one of the things that a lot of people become, af- cons- I don't want to say afraid of, but they bring up the slippery slope argument. They say, okay, you know, sure, I get it with these Confederates, right? These were traitors. They, I get it, okay. But are we going to be coming for Thomas Jefferson next? Are we going to be coming for? Um, Andrew Jackson. Well, there's next. there's one. Are the, we going to be coming for George Washington? The, well, next? George Washington owned 123 people, so maybe he sure did. Also, there's an uh, there's a statue of Lincoln that was paid for by former slaves. The and they want to take it down. It's it's Lincoln next to a man, uh, an African American man, a slave on his knees with his chains broken. So like this like white savior thing. And the thing is, it was, in fact, paid for by former slaves. The problem was they were given zero, zero input into what the statue would actually be. Mm, and so yeah. they've done the same thing. There's, I believe there's one of Roosevelt who had a Native American on one side of him. He's riding a horse and there's a Native American on one side of him. And there's an African-American on the other side. Like, again, this sort of like white savior thing. Like, yes, those should be taken down, but... I'm fine with moving them somewhere with context. Like, this is mm-hmm. because of this. Yep. Um, the other reason why those statues should be taken down is the vast majority of them were put up to intimidate black people. The vast majority of them aren't, like, they're not history. They're all pretty much under 100 years old. And they're all a warning to black people to not enjoy public areas. Stay out of here. So this is not for you. I want to see if I can loop another one of my headlines into sure. this, this one. Because 
Did you listen to Trump's uh, speech at Mount Rushmore? A chunk of it, yeah. Holy crap. Is he going on about our heritage and our culture and our history? He's decided to and go the with the entire time, again. All you can think is, who who is us? Who is who? Who's the our here? Right. Because the only things that are coming under attack are Confederate and slave owner statues and memorabilia and stuff. So, like... And then he pretty explicitly did it with his tweet about NASCAR. Uh, yeah. Apparently I, his staff uh, was really excited that he was able to not, during his uh, uh, 4th of July not speech, be explicitly not say, racist. Like, con- the Confederacy is good, and then he came out and did it the next day on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, He also, this is a fun point because I'm not going to be able to fill it in. Uh, he also, uh, his campaign released an America First t-shirt, uh, which is a KKK slogan with uh, Nazi symbolism underneath it. Uh, you can go buy that shirt right now from his official. Okay, well, can we can um, we clarify that just a little bit? Because when you say Nazi symbol with uh, you know Confederate slogan underneath, what you're talking about yeah. is um, an, an eagle, an eagle that was used yes. in the Roman Empire as a symbol. An eagle that was used in the Nazi party copying that Roman symbol, and it's also in prolific use in American history and propaganda. So there's there's definitely like the Marines use something similar. Um, you and I had talked about that offline. Yeah, we're down but to 15 the, seconds, the, by the way. Uh, all right. the The problem is real quick uh, that uh, America first. When the looting <laughs> starts, starts, the shooting starts. Uh, He's yeah. just a big racist who says racist stuff all the time, and it's on him well, to not do racist stuff anymore. That's time, but you know, I'll let yeah. you get your your last say in. No, I I, I think he he is con- consistently put out more and more racist stuff. We we talked about how he had a, a tweeted a video out of a guy saying white power over and over again, and it was up for hours before he took it down because he was golfing at the time. And the White House couldn't get in touch with him for him to take it off his feed. Well, the best part is they go. I mean, did you did you watch the video? I did. Yeah. Like I watched that video, and then the, the the president. Anyone who's watched that video, just remember that video, and then imagine president. He says he watched that video, and he says that he did not hear anyone. Well, the guy's say, clearly yelling. The guy's power. clearly yelling it's, white power. And it's eight seconds in. Like, yeah. like I only watched that seven is seconds. The video. In. All right. Well, we're that is we are way the over video. On time for cancel culture, which I feel like we didn't, oh. we didn't necessarily touch that much on cancel culture itself. But um, but cancel culture is horse. It was my main point. But uh, these things are not. They're not helpful. Uh, we need big systemic right. change, and that's the end of my point. So we are we are back to uh, a topic from me. Um, and I'm hoping that you guys can elaborate on this a little bit because um, I only only on a surface level um, sort of know about this topic. But um, the U.S. has made moves, specifically the, the White House, the Trump White House, has, has made moves to cut ties with the World Health Organization. And so I'm kind of wondering, like, in, in part, what does that mean? Um, there, there is a leadership gap that is going to come because uh, the U.S. is a big player in the World Health Organization. If we right. are withdrawing mm-hmm. from the World Health Organization, 
what does that mean for the current pandemic? What does that mean for future pandemics? What does that mean for yeah. the world and its health? So you. So first and foremost, I think it's important to n- note that the, pres- the president does not have the power to just yank us from the WHO. It, we he can declare it, and a year later it can go into effect. So yeah, what they so said is a year Trump from Trump voted out. Yeah, a year from now we will be leaving. So, so there's but a, a year yes. from now. Hopefully, something else will happen too. There, there's another issue that's yeah. tied up in the potential election. Uh, I guess this is as relevant a time to mention as any. Um, there was a campaign rally that was supposed to fill a stadium with thirty thousand people. I think only five or six thousand people showed up. <laughs> Sixty-two hundred, according 60, to the fire marshal. Sixty-two hundred showed up. We're looking at poll numbers. Poll numbers. I'm a little bit skeptical of because we these exact same polls by the same research institutions came out and said Hillary Clinton had a 90% chance of beating Trump in 2016. Oh, nine, it was 99 according to Nate Silver and 538, which has traditionally been incredibly, uh, incredibly accurate. That's, that's fine. I take, it with, polls, I take it with a grain of salt because of that history. Right. But at the same time, right. we are looking at numbers dipping as low as like 38%. Approval rating, um, which is you know lower. It's usually for Trump has been sitting in the in the mid forties, I think, and has been right. steadily declining. Well, not even it's it's not like it has been pretty much within a point of forty two percent for pretty much his entire presidency. Right. His base is about forty two percent of the country. He was elected on about forty. Well, less, about well, less than that because um, nearly half of Americans don't vote at all. Right, forty-six. But so like forty percent of half. Right, but true. But he and and I'll also add that he also Trump is banking on those polls being wrong, uh, and you can tell with his campaign because he is he's the the direction he's taking <laughs> his campaign. He is leaning right into. What he thinks got him racism. elected, and what he thinks will well, get yeah, him elected. So really quickly, yeah, pivot back racism, to pivot back to the World Health Organization instead of Trump. The World right. Health Organization, the purpose is to promote international co- cooperation with uh, data sharing and the prevention right. of pandemics yeah. like the exact one that we're in right now. Um, well, and so right, right, so right. the issue is, and to bring it back to Trump for a second, because of this uh, decision, <laughs> what what he's saying is that um, the W the WHO, no, 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 just to to give it context, the WHO, we don't want to be a part of it because they were irresponsible in the way that they handled the coronavirus at first. They covered up information that they um, bolstered China's uh, claim that it wasn't their fault when Trump did exactly the same thing. It's just ironic that he's blaming the WHO for all these things that he's done and done way worse. Right. And so that he has an excuse to leave them um, or at least say he's going to yeah, leave Yeah, I mean, I, they they clearly botched the the COVID-19 response. They they made several significant missteps, the WHO. Absolutely. Um, I don't think there's any denying that, but the fact of the matter is that should be a reason to in, reinvest in it and, and to improve it, not to walk away from it. 
because you can see how much worse a country does when they ignore what the WHO well, right. did and if recommend. you want to exert any kind of international pressure in the prevention of these kind of pandemics, what other organization is going to do that? Like, you really need a World Health Organization yeah. that's going to say, like, uh, now, now this is me going out on my own limb, but, like, you know, maybe if we're eating bad bat soup in China, and and they already found like there's another swine flu that's going on in China. Uh, they literally found the bubonic plague there. Um, maybe oh, yeah. maybe we don't eat bat soup anymore. I saw that. <laughs> like maybe we don't have these quote unquote met wet markets, which I mean that's already right. sounds gross that's... in the first place. That's a gross name. <laughs> but my freedoms. It's uh, the Chinese my freedoms. Things were. Yeah, like if any if any country should be able to take care of it like that, it's China, because all they had need to say is you don't get this anymore, and their their citizens get to be like, all right. Oh, so so the next thing that's happening is they're they're potentially um, they've they've identified a strain of swine flu that has some of the hallmarks to become another pandemic. We might be looking at a two pandemic situation. I love it. Have you ever, um, have you guys played the game oh, yeah. Pandemic? Oh, yeah, we played the Rapid Response, the yeah. Dice Yeah, there, there's another one called that's Plague Inc. that's online um, that I'm mm. a big fan of. It's like one of those little browser games, but I have a lot of fun, and it's always really difficult screw, to get Madagascar. Screw you, Greenland. Yeah, Madagascar and Greenland are always mm. problems, because they, they shut down the airport so quickly, so so early. And Greenland only has that one little boat that goes out like once a week. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Um, uh, no, well, and the other thing we're down to 40 that seconds, is incredibly, by the, way. Uh, the thing that I want to get in real quick is what we're realizing about COVID now is that antibodies do not stay with you for very long after you've had the disease, so they do not think that we're going to be able to use herd immunity as a way of blocking ourselves from this disease. It has to be done through. Uh, it has to be done. It has to be done through the vaccine. Yeah, that's that's a big problem. Yep. Worth noting about it also about the virus is that it really has not mutated yet in any significant way. Um, there's been one minor mutation that is sort of noteworthy, which is the Wuhan strain versus the Italian strain. Mama mia! Uh, and the Italian strain spreads a little faster, but is a little bit less deadly. All right, I mean, so we're gonna there we go. we're gonna take a look at another topic real quick. Who are we on? We're on Andy. Wait, if if I say Mama mia, is that racist? Uh, yeah, a little yeah, bit. Me. Uh, I don't want to be racist. No, it's a movie or something, isn't it? I I want to apologize for the audience for that particularly spicy meatball. Cancelled. So cancelled. You know what? Cancelled. <laughs> I'm just gonna piggyback right off of that, uh, do, the WHO thing, with my next headline: Jar, Jar, Jar. I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. Jar Bolsonaro, the president of Brazil, has caught COVID nineteen. He's tested positive for COVID nineteen, and worth. Noting about how this guy has handled... So, Jair Bolsonaro is another far-right, extremist, populist president in Brazil. Very much in the mold of Donald he Trump. Loves in fact, Donald he loves Donald Trump. He loves Donald Trump. He idolizes him. He, he, he was elected in 2018. He pretty much ran off of a, I'm going to do things like that guy did things. 
right? And the country apparently voted for it. I don't know. Uh, I've never been to Brazil. I really can't speak to their, you know, politics. But so this guy, this entire pandemic, he has been doing the Trump dance. No surprise there. Oh, it's a flu. Oh, it's no big deal. Um, oh, hundred, you know, thousands of people are dying. Well, what do you want me to do? I'm not a miracle worker. Uh, I mean, this guy That's an has exact been quote, by the way. worse than, yeah. Um, he's been worse than useless. Um, he wouldn't wear masks. He, he, like I say, he was just doing the whole Trump dance and now well, and, he's sick. And basically, like, from, and a, serves him from right. a political standpoint, from what I understand, he decided that his best chance of reelection was to focus on the economy because he thought that his country would be doomed without the economy. So he said, be like, be damned to people's health. He's going to go ahead and he's going to push for to keep the economy open. And that's where that, uh, like, what do you want me to do about it? I'm not a miracle worker line came from because he, mm-hmm. he has decided that the money is more important than the lives, which sounds again, like another person that we know it's, it's Donald Trump. And all we, of the we really need to get. We should do an episode. About we, we've that. managed we to should. find a way to make <laughs> all of these about Trump so far. So if he didn't well, suck on everything right, so, and like literally kill tens of thousands of Americans, we, we by even we even roped Trump into Ghislaine Maxwell. Oh fuck that guy! Yeah. Well, but, oh, they're they're all well, we're talking about demon. Brazil. All right. So uh, can yeah. can but yeah, can you Brazil. Me about um, any of this guy's uh, I think like, worth policies or anything? Like, what has this guy done? So, so you know, we've talked in general I, a little bit about his coronavirus response, but like, you know, do you have any? Do you have anything else about like what he what he does, what he's run on? Is he like a law and order? Like, we're going to like it, ramp up policing, or I, as far as I can tell, pretty much, I think his platform is that he's going to sub subvert their um, Department of Justice to serve his own. Personal and political whims. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, wait, no, that's Trump. Oh, oh wait, oh. no, that's that is both. That is both. Yeah, that's both of them. Um, he he's. I, I don't understand. I really don't know. I'm not up on Brazilian national politics, but um, he does. I know suck. that this guy is. I know that he's super is into Trump. He, <laughs> All right. Well, we got four minutes to burn. So what else? Um, no. All right. Well, but but so. Let me take it in a different direction, because countries that have had great responses, even South Korea, have started to see an uptick again. Um, We are, right now in America, um, Texas, freaking Texas, instituted a mandatory mask law. Um, Texas. Right, and there, there are sheriffs. This is there are local Texas. sheriffs that are refusing to enforce that law. <laughs> I believe yeah. another way to uh, shocker. Yeah, another way to uh, frame that is uh, there are criminals who wear badges who aren't following mm. the law because they're right. criminal. It's Florida for some reason is. Still pedal to the metal. They just had, uh, I believe, a couple of days ago. Yeah, a couple of days ago, they had over ten thousand cases in one day. That was twenty percent. Twenty percent of the new cases that day in the United States came from Florida. Most, 
most hospital systems throughout Texas are overrun and at capacity, not reaching at capacity. As of yesterday, um, again with Florida, they had 962 beds to spare. So I, and I, that I think a part of this uptick is because we we have seen a relaxing of people's attitudes. We've seen a relaxing of the legislation. Um, we've seen openings of restaurants, businesses. Um, things are starting to open back up again. I was driving down the street the other day, and and there was like a party. You could see like there was a gathering of people with live yeah. music going. Oh, mm, do you know? Have you seen the headlines that there have been COVID parties where people get together and they bet on like they they have a betting pool about who's going to get sick first? Yeah, I've heard about that, but also I feel like those are real in the same way that like you hear about different like sex sex acts on like Urban Dictionary, and then be like, no. There, th- like, uh, there was a girl that I did the donkey punch to, or whatever, you know. Like, but those aren't no, those no aren't one real, is doing that. That's, that's a made. It's up not thing. real. Like, someone came up with the idea and thought it was clever. Right. It's it's a pun, really. No, I was gonna compare it to like measles and mumps parties. Did did anyone's uh, parents like send them to uh, a a like a playmate's I think house that was, for chicken pox? I think that was from the generation before mine. At least when it was popular. Yeah, we did the. We did the chicken pox thing. Did you? Um, yeah, like my brother got it first and I I would bathe in his bathwater so that I would get chicken pox too. <laughs> and we, so and we, we made out. Real out did you catch it? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Wow. Nice. Uh, so um, that is if horrifying, I, if, before that, by we, the way. Before we move on, though, <laughs> one thing that I am extremely happy about, one thing that I'm extremely happy about is the thing that new COVID cases have not been linked to are the George Floyd protests. Everybody mm, wear, is wearing you know why? everybody's wearing masks. It's outside. And if you look at pictures of these things, people are spreading out as much as reasonably possible. How is that possible? I'm very skeptical of that. Extremely skeptical it, of that. You don't you don't have to be skeptical because <laughs> like the numbers are out. Uh, well that's time. That is time, but I will go ahead and throw some All stuff right. about uh, the Floyd protests and uh, COVID in the doobly-doo. All right. There's there's no f- way that nobody has gotten uh, COVID oh, no, they're as, not, they're not as saying, a result of George Floyd protests. Not a f- they're not chance. saying They're not, not saying nobody. nobody. That's not the claim. The, the claim is it hasn't caused these giant spikes. Uh, that okay. you're seeing from like people going to bars and stuff like that. All right. Well, I'm gonna look into that. I suppose. I just I threw at least one article in the doobly doo. I've seen about four of them. There's nothing. There's nothing magical about George Floyd protests that protects you from coronavirus. No, it's it's masks and being outdoors and spreading out. Yeah. Okay. Those are those are the things. It's because the people who go to those protests believe in science. Mm, okay. Not that they go to the protest because they believe in science. It just happens to be a lot of crossover. Right. All right. So I said I'm not going to uh, talk about Trump for more than one of mine. Uh, or at least not. It won't be the primary subject. But I never said anything about Republicans because they are the worst. Uh, the Republican Senate has uh, stripped provisions out of a bill. Um, or I guess they stripped provisions that require presidential campaigns and I think just campaigns in general from 
acknowledging that uh, foreign entities have attempted to help them. So, for example, if uh, Russia had information on Hillary Clinton or mm-hmm. let's say mm-hmm. Billary Flinton. Flinton. Yeah. Uh, and they wanted to give Flinton. it to a campaign, which is a thing of value, which would be super against the law and an impeachable offense, by the way. Uh, campaigns would no longer be required to report that. All right, seven minutes now, on the clock. It's unlikely that'll get through the house. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, mostly I just wanted to talk about, in general, how Republicans suck and how they want to make traitorous actions legal. Okay. You want to talk about some Bill Barr action? Let's do it. Do you like Bill Barr? No, he's... he's I mean, I guess he's good. <laughs> he's, he's good in that he's the president's personal lawyer. And I think he does a good job as the president's personal lawyer. Well, not yeah. Uh, so, so just in the last few weeks, right? Um, Trump and Bill, Donnie and Bill, Trump and Barr. We are on the clock, by the way. Whatever. <laughs> are you gonna spend like half? Yeah, are you gonna spend half the time like re renaming them? <laughs> like. They they got um, and and I don't even know how many I think it's we're in the twenties or thirties at this point of how many attorneys general they have together fired or inspectors general that they have fired um, the the watchdogs of the government the people in posts who are supposed to be there to check and make sure that. The things are running that 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 everyone's <laughs> following the law within the government. Those people have been fired well, and, and replaced with Trump. Yeah, cronies. and let's be clear because it's not just people who might do it; it's people who are actively doing it against Required. against things that the oh. Trump administration has done. People who are actually yeah, yeah. investigating the Trump administration. It's not like they're like just fired. clearing their way for stuff they might want to do. No, these are people who are actively investigating Trump and his cronies for real and serious illegal activity hmm. relating to undermining democracy in terms of elections or the uh, legal system in the Department of Justice. It's almost like. They're big criminals who want to crime and don't want to be caught for Real it. Real quick, uh, we or don't want to have to care. There, if they there get was a claim out it. the gate of traitorous acts. Can we expand on that a little bit? What do you mean by traitorous acts? Uh, you or you mean from my first thing from your first that I talked about with the Russian from your first yeah statement. being being directly responsible for the deaths of American soldiers. By your inaction is a traitorous act. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there there are men and women dead now who were who are soldiers that would not be dead potentially if Trump had chosen to take action. I meant in this in the sec in the section on the opening about Republicans like encouraging traitorous acts. I, mm. I oh well, the, it's a traitorous act to get in. Well, uh, traitorous. I I don't know. A, I don't know if I use that phrase, and if I did, maybe. But 
it it is definitely illegal for ask to ask a foreign power for a thing of value, and mm-hmm. it has been determined at this point that uh, opposition research or uh, false research or stealing research from democratic servers, whatever it is, is a thing of value. So it's definitely illegal. It, I don't know if I said it was. Uh, I don't know if I said it was traitorous. It's certainly impeachable, which is what I said, and we know it's impeachable because the president has been impeached for doing that exact same thing. Mini fact check. Hey there. Uh, for what it's worth. I definitely did say traitorous. I think what I was referencing was helping a foreign power to affect a U.S. election. But Pat was definitely 100% right. Mini fact check. Traitorous or treasonous about it. Um, I would say maybe treasonous because um, that sort of thing allows... Like, you're creating precedent for public officials to get away with things they shouldn't be able to get away with essentially. Right. Um, you're letting public officials do things that hurt the the democracy that we live in that make it harder for every voice for to be represented right. etc cetera, etc. Cetera. It was I don't know when it became like a political issue to not let foreign powers interfere with our elections. Like, it seems like we should all be on board with that. Like, no matter who wins, they should be they should be winning based on how they've interacted with the American people and not based on how who Putin wants to win based on how much money he spent on Facebook or how many of his yeah. like hackers were able to steal information. Well, we only have we only have two minutes. But yeah, real quick, I, do you guys want to talk about mail in voting um, that there is there's a. A hypocrisy that's going on right now where um, like publicly figures are speaking out against allowing mail-in voting while they themselves are encouraging their voting base to do mail-in voting and encouraging people to do well, and they themselves right. mail in their own, in their own yeah. votes so I mean there there is a hypocrisy that's going out I don't know if you guys want to discuss that real quick but I just wanted to get that one in we well, got about a minute 20 there's yeah, there's there's no proof that there's any fraud in mail-in voting. Uh, for example, uh, Oregon has done it for over 20 years and has never yeah. had a problem. There, there are plenty of, I, like, I mean, exclusively done it for over 20 years and has never had a problem. There's, they, like, Trump, when he moved into office, uh, formed a committee of hand-picked people to find uh, fraud in the American election system. And that committee disbanded itself when they couldn't find any uh, evidence. So there is a claim that people are taking the mail-in ballots of, like, elderly relatives, um, even people who are deceased and a mail-in ballot was sent out anyway. um, And they are voting, um, you know, standing in for someone else, not necessarily taking their input on a mail-in voting. do you think that there's anything to those claims? Certainly no evidence. Uh, maybe, but you know what? I don't really... Uh, there's probably instances of that. Yeah, probably. Um, but sort of similar with the UBI thing that we've talked about. Like, the amount of misfires... We are at, we are at time. By is... 
kind of negligible, not dismissible entirely, but it's a it's an acceptable. It's not a widespread issue. Variance. <laughs> All right. Um, we covered a lot yeah. uh, in my Republican suck segment. I loved it. Well, that's because they suck a lot. They do suck. So we're back to me. Um, so the topic I want to talk about today, um, and we might come around to this episode uh, to to expand on this oh. topic a little bit more. Pat, Pat, real quick, if you don't mind, I just want to clarify – I think Republican leadership sucks. I think there are plenty of decent Republicans out there. Just so it, my meaning isn't uh, sure, isn't confused. Sure, I'm happy. But for also, you to get if that you're in. a decent person, yeah, if you're a decent person, maybe don't vote for a racist. That would be also my thing. Yeah, but no, sorry. How, I didn't... how decent can you be if you're still a Republican nah, at this point? All right, fine. Sorry, Pat. Okay. Go ahead. I apologize. Oh, you're good. That. Um, so uh, this is a subject. That we might want to cover more extensively than in seven minutes. Um, but as a no. microcosm, the, the headline is um, along the India-China border, um, there has been an armed forces clash uh, without the use of guns, but nonetheless an armed forces clash that has left uh, at least 50 soldiers, 50 or more soldiers um, killed. Uh, 20 Indian soldiers and it looks like 35 to maybe 43 Chinese soldiers have been killed. And I'll put seven minutes on the clock. Um, so this is part of an escalating border tension between India and China that's been going on for a while. Um, China has been slowly trying to expand their controlled territory in sort of this contested zone and uh it's called salami salami slicing because you just take um you know a little bit of territory at a time and just slowly start moving up your borders um even just a few weeks ago there was a a clash over a tent that was um like not supposed to be where it was set up um and uh so so this really marks an escalation in the tensions. I'm interested in why the uh, neither side has... Um, they've agreed to disarm, so none of these soldiers have been armed with guns. And nonetheless, we still see violence. There's people being beat with clubs, um, stabbed to death. Some of the soldiers have fallen off of the side of uh, inclined terrain. Um, and it's left 50 soldiers dead i mean that it, it seems odd to me that we have these escalating tensions and yet we you know we've agreed to not use any firearms but now we're going back to like stone age methods of combat and we're still engaging in combat and all of these lives are lost well, and you think that's still an act of war like even if you don't shoot somebody if you kill them Right, and we're and all, you are a member of one society, and they're a member of another. We're also talking and, about two nuclear armed powers. So, uh, I mean, if you look at escalation, if this is a situation that continues to spiral out of control, we can have a really, really scary situation on our hands. Well, and and two of the world's biggest populations by like a right. lot. Yeah, that is. Um, the, those are two countries you definitely. Do not want going to war. But the the broader pro 
Uh, there's there's a lot of interesting. I mean, the history between India and China is fascinating. Even just the history since like the eighties and nineties, um, and how the two of them have have interacted with each other and with the world economically, socially, etc. is is really fascinating. Um, but uh, yeah, this has gotten really weird. Um, because I don't know, it's weird that this is all happening right now too. It seemed like it kind of just came out of nowhere. Like China, what the right, fuck so are you this doing? Is... India, chill out. Why don't you go deal with your COVID problem? This is part of a wire and not be yeah, doing this. Is part this of right a wider now. topic that um, I think that there's mm-hmm. a lot of problems with what China has been doing recently, but also has been doing over the last oh, you know, fifty at least years. Uh, depending on how far back, <laughs> fifty yeah, to four thousand. Depending 000. on how far back you really <laughs> look, but um, there's there's a lot of bad things that have been going on. Um, well, I don't think it's weird can, at all that it's happening right now because one of the major superpowers that would act as a check to China's aggression has made it clear that they fair. will not be doing anything. The same kind of salami slicing tactic has been going on in the South China Sea. Um, which is supposed to be international waters, and uh, you know there are a number of countries that are bordering this South China Sea. China has claimed that it is all their territory and has been running you know military drills. And um, very recently, over the you know Fourth of July, um, the U.S. has sent two aircraft carriers to conduct. Um, it's called freedom of navigation missions um, to to go through that territory and just establish that you know these are international waters and it's not a territory that is controlled by the Chinese Navy. But so <laughs> you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like when little kids do they like, well, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I'd like to see like how far they can push it. Right before like some well, there will be a reaction, and then be like, "Well, I didn't touch you." Well, him. that's that is not the worst uh, metaphor for this. No, especially considering. Um, have you heard what India kind of did in retaliation? I have not. What what happened? Oh well, they banned um, this whole like. Suite of like fifty Chinese something goods, yeah. Chinese okay. apps, no okay. apps, including TikTok. Most notably, no, most notably TikTok. <laughs> so, um, so which the entire Indian country is super, super pissed about because they love that app. It's been a huge hit in India, and so but they're apparently so India it's also terrible in terms of privacy. Because it has been yeah. shown to, that they are spying on the people who use this app quite a bit, right? Yeah, in China, for against Chinese people to to suppress um, democracy, they've been using it to spy on people who post democratic messages um, within China and Hong Kong. I'm sure we'll talk about that. Well, so it's like a conspiracy. Also, it has driven Trump to threaten to to ban TikTok. Right. So it's a conspiracy theorist's wet dream, right? It's this social app Mm -hmm. that is incredibly popular, like virally popular. Young people are downloading all over the place. And yet it is part of a company that is um, government run 
in China. In China, there's no separation between governments and corporations. All corporations pretty much answer to the government in order to mm -hmm. operate. And so this app is doing international espionage work for China. Yeah, it's crazy. Can I ask yeah. how much time do we have? We left? have 35 it's... seconds. Can I ask? Can oh. I, then yeah, I want to add real quick, uh, because I don't think we'll be able to put it anywhere else. Uh, the Hong Kong protesters have been banned by a new law in China from being able to hold up any sign that is uh, believed to be uh, anti-government propaganda. So they've done this brilliant thing and started holding up blank signs, just blank pieces of poster board. They go out right. and hang them, uh, like, and show them as like a way of like protesting. And I think it's brilliant. It's so well, good. So there's way too much to cover about mm. how China sucks, but we are at time, so I'm going to cut us off there. <laughs> it's possible we'll have to people, do an episode yeah, about it's that. It's possible that people will be hearing more about how China sucks in the near future. Um, we, are, okay. we are back to Andy. Spoilers. And this is our final headline of the day. And I want to end us on an up note. So I'm going to I'm going to go with this headline. So um, an entire fleet of the uh, um, duck tour boats, oh. those amphibious cars, is gone to auction. You can go buy. Remember those those um, amphibious cars? So they would you would all get in. It's like a big. It's like a, a bus basically, and and you would get in and like the Great Lakes would have them, or like uh, Chesapeake Bay. And you get in, they do a little tour of the city and stuff, and you're driving around town on the streets, and then they get to the docks, and they just drive straight on into the water, and now you're a boat. That's so amazing. I, I don't think those, I've ever done that. I, lived in, I really? lived in Boston in the early 2000s when they were incredibly popular, and like you'd, you'd, they'd drive by, and you would like literally quack at the tourists on them, and they'd quack back at you on the, <laughs> on the yeah. sidewalk. Are they duck-themed? Is, is, like, is it shaped like a duck, or...? No, it's. Uh, I'll eh. include a picture in the doobly doo, um, but it looks like a boat with wheels, basically that just drives right in. That's yeah. The, picture like a very awkward looking. But so you can boat. you can so, own one now. These are up. For yeah, option. you can you can buy. I one. mean, you always could, but but you know you could go buy one from this <laughs> tour company because they're selling them. I off. don't know if we're in the last seven minutes. But I do have, I think, a related, very, like, very, at least to me, funny story. So, Lyndon B. Yeah. Johnson in uh, Germany in the 60s, there's a company that made about 4,000. They called them amphicars. And they're basically amphibious cars, but they looked like normal cars. So, Johnson would have uh, guests at uh, the National Historical Park and would be driving them around in this car. And then all of a sudden, just spin the wheel and drive right into the lake and scare the shit out of anybody who was in the car with them and then just like keep on driving into the water with this with this amphibious car that, that's that also that's a feature awesome. in uh several james bond movies yes this, the the car that johnson owned was not a submarine though it was just a normal boat yeah well i got to i mean like i when i was a kid those amphibious boats those duck boats were like the height of space age. Like oh, you want to talk about how, um, like the China TikTok app and stuff is straight out of a science fiction movie. Like these duck boats are science fiction. Mm -hmm. They were they were like 
I may as well be on a rocket ship right, <laughs> right. now. No, and I felt like oh, they were me, the coolest just thing, man. Such nostalgia from when I was living in Boston. They were such a like yeah a crazy part of like everyday life there. I, uh, so well, like awesome. I like what would you do it with one if you could get it if you could get one what would you do probably drive into the lake no I would I I would have yeah I would have more money and have a place to keep it which I don't have now <laughs> so you guys I are would, so boring I would, like I would definitely what's boring about driving into a lake I would drive into a lake I mean I I don't know what else I would. I would do it in a way to fuck sure. with people, though. It would like, be awesome. like Johnson. <laughs> it would be awesome to go to That's a boat. That's the best thing that Lyndon Johnson did. Yeah, it would be awesome to go to just a boat ramp where everybody else is like slowly backing their boat in and just like drive drive into the water. Like, All right, so here's, <laughs> here's, yeah. here's my new plan. I'm going to go rob a bank. I'm going to get into the duck car. Yes. And all the police are going to be chasing me. There's going to be like 40 police chasing me and their lights flashing and I'm going to drive right into the lake and I'm going to flip them off. But what are you going to do when they pull up their, their police submarine and battle I cruiser? I mean, there, there is the Coast Guard. <laughs> like They probably have 17 choppers on you in no, no time. No, no. the chopper. You remember, the police are more equipped... Than the United States military. See, they, they understand once I get to the lake, oh, then that's international waters. It shares a border with Canada, so. <laughs> I think you have to get like a mile yeah. offshore, but yeah. <laughs> Did you guys so know? at that I mean, point, I'm Canada's Pedal to the metal, I man. So, Punch it and go, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that? I would drive that getaway car for you. <laughs> we're we're going to get on a watch list because of this episode. <laughs> Did you guys know that Lyndon B. Johnson's car, like, had a, a boat name? Yeah. Uh, I mean, of course you didn't. What was uh, it? Did you know, like, it was uh, called Precious Moments. Ah, got him. Ah! Precious Moments. Uh, oh, I did it. I did it. How much time do you have um, left? Did I get pretty close to the seven minutes? Because nah, we're, we're never going to talk about duck boats for seven minutes. We're we're rounding out five minutes in eight seconds. I feel I feel good. <laughs> well, that's about fine. That. You know, I, fine. I I feel like we were winding okay. down anyways. Oh, I, it's so far past so, my bedtime. So real man. quick, so <laughs> I have I came across this week. There is a uh, there is a species of cat from the Mongols. Uh, from Mongolia, it's called the palace cat or the uh, Malin cat, and um, it's got these short, stubby ears. They're very fluffy, and um, they're just incredibly cute. It just came across my radar that there's this completely undomesticated species, and they're completely illegal to own. I was very disappointed to find out that you are not allowed to have a palace cat. They have them at zoos in some places, mm. um, but completely illegal that. to privately own. Yeah, like, humans shouldn't be able to own everything that's cute. Ah, uh, but like, I want one so badly. I I understand the interest in owning one, but I like kind of like the idea that it's, like, unattainable. Well, they're not, they're not endangered or so anything. They're, they're just illegal. Hmm. Um, I, I, I always, I still do, and I will always continue to fantasize about owning certain exotic pets. My, the specifically, 
Um, <laughs> bears and big cats. I want a pet tiger. I want a pet fucking grizzly bear. Everyone looks at me like I'm crazy, but I would cuddle the f*** out of that bear, dude. Well, you see... That bear you, would love you me see, so like, hard. You see, like, Russians with uh, bear pets all the time <laughs> on, like, Reddit or whatever. See, I think that's a stupid <laughs> idea. Yeah, but they the also... The cat is not much bigger than a house cat or, like, a Maine Coon. It's like, it's like a big, stubby version. Right, you could lose an eye, but it wouldn't bite um, your head off. That's neither here nor there. Uh, but... You know, a, a tiger or a bear. I mean, there are there are recorded instances of of people being mauled by them. I mean, having them as I feel like there's a TV show about. Yeah, that. I mean, having them as a pet is is risk taking um, in a way that a palace a, cat. I mean, a palace cat might scratch me up, but it's not going to maul me. Right. right. No, definitely. If you own a bear. At some point, you're going to forget a meal, and it's going to eat your face. Like, that's... (laughs) (laughs) Well, no. I mean, listen, also, you don't... I don't think that you you so much feed your pet bear as you do just let it feed on your neighbor's pets. (laughs) I feel like this is an unsustainable idea you have here, but sure. No, no. um, You you live out in the woods when you have a pet bear. You don't live in Cleveland Heights with a pet bear. But then you don't have a pet bear. (laughs) What you do is you have a bear friend that visits every once in a while and is nice enough not to kill you occasionally. But anyway, in in the doobly-doo, let's include... Sounds like the same thing Let's include some pictures and videos of palace cats... And then, Absolutely. Um, send, well, yeah. that's going to be on you. You send them to me. I'll get them in the. Dude and then our listeners, um, if anybody wants to start, um, you know, the signature site, I forget what it's called, but where you you get people to, uh, it's change.org, I think, where you get uh, people to sign on to, to oh to <laughs> petition petitions. You you want to make it legal to own a palace cat? Specifically, me. I I want a a petition <laughs> to allow me specifically to own a palace cat. Uh, I think we well, can get a lot of people see. on board on this. So, um, listeners, <laughs> yeah, we need your signatures. Please. Like to our hundreds of thousands get- of listeners. Yeah. Take it a cat's yourself. four pack. Hey, that's the start. That's the start. That's what we're calling it. So, pa- uh, pa- hashtag no. cat for pat. Palace pats, I believe, is palace. Palace pats. Uh, they're both pretty good. Um, I don't like cat all right, for so pat. I have, <laughs> I have two of them yeah. this week. Uh, the first one, because 2020 just keeps on giving, right? Um, the, I read an article, it was discovered earlier this year, but I just read the article uh, a few days ago. They've apparently discovered a specific species of, uh, <laughs> walking shark. It's a shark that's able to walk onto land. And no one is uh, safe. It's, relati- it's relatively small, but Sarah has a deep and abiding, <laughs> uh, fear of sharks. Uh, <laughs> Even though, like, obviously, like, we're the monsters, right? Like, it's human beings that cause the problems with sharks. The guy, apparently the screenwriter of Jaws, ended up uh, spending, after he wrote the film, ended up spending the rest of his career um, defending sharks uh, because of all the damage he'd done, which I thought was very interesting. Well, I hope you shared a bunch of videos of this shark walking with her. I have I've definitely done that as many as I've been able to find. Um, 
And uh, yeah, she was she was probably creeped out. Um, the other thing that I have been loving, absolutely loving uh, lately, uh, it's a group of Republicans called the Lincoln Project, and they put out a, they put out a series. They're basically like a super PAC that has put it on themselves to put out videos well, so, against Trump. Yeah, there's specifically a group of Republicans who are against Trump. Right. And so almost every day they've been putting out something and they do not pull the punches. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Some of these ads they put out are pretty fierce. So I'm going to go ahead. I'll and include a few like specific ads in the doobly-doo. Um, and I'll also just link you to their... Um, their YouTube page because it's definitely worth that, checking that's out. The yeah. that's, well, and I, that's the I, ad that's well, that says like uh, they're talking about you behind your back, like how Trump the whispers, yeah, the whispers. Uh, that's a oh, pretty yeah, classic. I'll make ad. sure to include that one. Yeah, yeah, I'd be fine if you even wanted to put a clip into the episodes. Uh, yeah, I'll, personally, I'll I, some, that wouldn't I'll bother me. Some audio here. Biden now leads the president. He's going to be your president. Why do you think you're losing, Donald? Because some people don't love me, maybe. It's because you've got a loyalty problem. Loyalty problem. They're in your campaign. They're in your campaign. Your White House. Your White House. In Congress. In Congress. Even your own family. Your own family. They whisper about you. They whisper about you. They leak, spin, lie. They tell the media they're smart and you're out of control. And you're out of control. And you can't focus. You can't focus. That you're mentally and physically weak. Physically weak. You hide in your bunker, scared, scared and shaky. shaky. Laugh when you can't walk down a ramp or drink water. All of them are in your campaign. The ones you know and the ones you don't know. The ones you don't know. Whispering about whispering you. about you. The ones you don't know. They expect you to they lose. Expect you to lose. They want the media to like them and to get one last big payday before you go down. Go down. With so many leaks, you probably think it could be anyone. So many leaks. Donald, it could be anyone. It's everyone. It's everyone. I'll give some free advertising for them. Um, and similarly with the, the veterans group that, that's also been pumping out some pretty hate mail ads. Oh, yeah. They uh, they had a uh, traitor. Super they had spicy. one about how he's a traitor now, shockingly. Mm-hmm. Um, and hey. and uh, said, like, basically it says, move over, Benedict Arnold. There's a new greatest traitor of U.S. history, and his name is Donald yeah. Trump. Like oh, it's so yeah. good. Oh, mwah. so anyway, I've been, um, I've been right, enjoying my... some of the like disaffected Republicans being like the people mm-hmm. like who are uh, biting into them. Yeah, but where the were they? Where it, were they during I, the impeachment? Where were they during four years? Like, uh, like okay, I agree with you. Yeah, <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're absolutely right. I've been here the whole time. I've been here. For like since he came down that escalator, I've been on the dump Trump train. But I will take anybody. Yeah, I mean, I'll take anybody. I now. mean, the anybody timing is the timing in. is suspicious because like any time this could have come around. But I'll take it, I guess. Right. I mean, listen, I'm voting for Joe Biden over Trump. Right. I that's pretty bad. I probably. I mean, I would go back and give a, and, and give some hard thought to my vote in 2016. Not that my vote would have made a difference, but like it is way. Any, I still think back on Hillary as a big as a big we're problem. Gonna, but we're gonna do an, nothing. I just it's hard to imagine it being no, it, it, this comprehensive. No, it wouldn't have been worse. She was significantly better than Trump is, but 
Here, here's what I'd say. For anybody who's still on the fence about whether you should vote for Joe or not, here's the thing that Joe has that Trump will never have. A sense of shame. That's it. Like, if because Joe Biden can be shamed into doing the right thing, he is a far better choice than Trump. Well, you, well watch out because Sleepy Joe's uh, going to come for your melanin. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So to... to Bring us into the the close here. Um, my special, my 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 precious moment uh, this week, this whatever. Um, one of my favorite podcasters, and I, I've I've become oh, a podcast junkie over to, the last couple me, right? years. Are you talking um, about me? And one of my favorite podcasters, is Nathan, I, I, it's Nathan, um, whose name is Nathan, is. Andrew well, Heaton. Ah. Um, Andrew Heaton, he runs a podcast called The Political Orphanage. He used to do a show called Something's Not Right with Andrew Heaton, or, or Something's Off with Andrew Heaton, I think it was. Anyway, he's a comedian, but he's also worked in politics for a long time, um, fair amount of time anyway. Uh, he's about our age. Um, I fucking love his podcast. It, it's It's... Roughly in the same vein as what we try to do, this sort of not partisan shit flinging, but just stick with reality and understand. So what world, about him? Right? What did he do? He's he, he f- followed me on Twitter, man. Nice. He followed oh, yeah. me on Twitter. I couldn't believe it. That's awesome. I was like, um, I, I'm not really prone to like getting starstruck, but um, but I was really excited. I tried. <laughs> I tried to see if I could get him to to come join us on the podcast, but hey, what if, we're we way got, too we, small time oh, for we him. We got to keep on like shooting for that stuff. Like some, sometimes right. somebody's going to say yes. Someone's going to do it eventually. But um, and one day when we're you know a little bit bigger, we'll mm. ask him. I'll ask him again, and uh, it would be a joy to have him on. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if maybe my brief interaction with him this last week might get him to. Take a, give us a listen at some point, and if he does and hears this, um, Andrew, we would love to have and, you. An Instagram account um, that was uh, committing identity fraud against Seth Rogen uh, once followed me for about five minutes before unfollowing me. <laughs> so that that was pretty Where you Facebook. Facebook just shut down <laughs> um, Roger Stone's Instagram. Nice. But anyway, that's enough for today. Um, I just... Was I just wanted to like geek out a little bit because this guy who I kind of idolize and who I try to and like I I want to be like him in the podcasting no, industry. Congratulations! Awesome, that's, and, and he follows me on cool. Twitter. Well, I, mean, just, I just yeah. have like it's so cool. I just have one question about him. Uh, did, was he able to come up with a catchphrase? Ooh, yes. Because I I have not been able to. And I really and he's much better at horse jokes. We gotta get us. on that. Although our name is literally about yeah. animal cruelty, so yeah, we have our, our name is horse joke, and yet we have we make zero horse jokes per episode. Well, to that I say nay. Ah, we're up to point one, <laughs> but of probably point oh five. Anyway, but of the horse. <laughs> oh, all right, we're getting there. We're getting there, folks. Just stick with us. We are gonna improve. We promise. Anyway. Um, we'll just keep trotting along. I hope that <laughs> we gave you guys something to think about for this week. And a sugar cube. And a sugar cube. And a carrot. O- hope you enjoyed any of our canter. 
it would behoove us to keep trying. Bow, 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 bow. I love you, bye. Okay, bye. I don't give a f- I don't give a f- what people think. I don't give a f- about anything that other people think about me. I've never given a f- I was born not giving a f- I've never given a f- And that's worked really well for me.